This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hello, boys and girls. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian here on the Props YouTube channel. We're not on Twitter. We'll fix it. We're having some gremlin bugs with Twitter. So hopefully you guys have matriculated over to YouTube with us. Brigade Dave, they're all up in arms on the Discord channel today. They all want to talk about what's going on with Brooks Kepka going to the live tour. Oh boy. How do you feel about this? This is a pretty big announcement this morning. A four-time, oh, he's a four-time major winner in the prime of his career, walking off the PGA tour to go play in the live tour coming up next week. It's you know, he's getting paid. I mean, a lot everybody has a price, right? So I don't know. What's the, is it a big deal? I think Brooks is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, he's, he was clear to me that he was going given his press conference, at the U S open that he was very much like guys. I don't want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about the U S open. I don't want to talk about the lift tour. And they all were like, yeah, but it's a real big rumor that you're going to go. And he didn't want to confirm or deny it. He played. Okay. He didn't play great at the U S open. And now, I mean, him and Dustin Johnson were the guys that really made the cut and really made some noise. Everyone else from the Live Tour was bad and missed the cut, basically, from the U.S. Open. And now, I mean, Colin Morikawa has had to come out this morning and say, I'm not going anywhere. So now Abraham answer to the, P- to the, to the Live Tour, Brooks Kepka to the Live Tour. If they buy the, the what's now, I forget, the DP World Tour, which is now the, the former name of the European Tour, if the live tour buys the European tour, mm-hmm. does that is the PGA tour in real trouble? If that happens, I mean, anytime your best workers, employees leave to go to somewhere else in any business, mm. you have to have some concern. I mean, obviously I think the PGA tour is concerned. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I think, uh, I mean, is that a good move for the Live Tour to buy the Euro Tour? Yeah, I think it's it's it gives them an actual legitimacy. Well, I think that I think they're I think they're legitimate now. It gives them the schedule that can compete with the with the PGA Tour because right now it's just fifteen events, so you don't have a full calendar of events across the entire the entire golf spectrum. They buy the they buy the DP World Tour, the Euro Tour. You now have what 30, 40 events a year. It's and they're already established. They're already, you know, built into the calendar. The golf tournaments are already have, you know, different committees and people already set up. It makes it much more of a realistic competitor in my mind to the PGA tour. Do all of those places just automatically go along with the program? It's with a great question. That comes with the lift tour. Like I, I mean, I mean some people to- automatic pushback, I'm out because yep. of it. It's so. a fair it's a fair question. What do you do if you're like the Irish Open? Do you say, 
yeah, no, <laughs> we're not doing this. We're going to go somewhere else. Maybe right. the PGA tour, you know, takes those tournaments under their, on their umbrella, but I've never, th- th- this is going to be a drip, drip, drip thing. That's going to happen for a while. And I really wonder who got more money, Brooks Kepka or Bryson DeChambeau. Cause you know, those two dudes are going to care about that. Who got paid more? Oh, I don't know. I think it's all for show. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of these things in this space and all this stuff, it's all for show. I don't know if they care. They, they know they got bags. I mean, they're, they're fine. They get to go play golf when they want. It's no pressure. I mean, playing, just playing without the pressure of, you know, I mean, like you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. You're laying out expenses. It's a different, it's a different beast when you show up and you know, you're getting paid. You can play a lot free and easy. So I don't know. I think it's a legit, you know, it's a legit uh, upset the apple cart type thing. This is this this is this is what's going on in the world, though, right? Like workers are pushing back against um, a lot of places, and I mean, just go try to drive through. Have you driven through a drive-through recently mm-hmm. at, at night? <laughs> it's slow, Long. slow, oh. <laughs> tough. <laughs> oh man, I mean, like people, people you, I see signs on places that were closed. You yeah. know, lack of workers and stuff. So guys leaving to go play in a live tour makes sense. Well, it makes sense. I would love to see how the contracts are written because people are starting to say like, okay, let's just hypothetically uh, throw a number out $150 million. Right now. Could the Saudis pay that in full? Sure. Do we think they're paying that in full? I don't know. It's probably per year. Right? So what are the, what are the, what's in the fine print? You know, if the live tour decides after a year and a half, eh, I'm done. I'm bored. It didn't work. It didn't do what we thought. We're going to pack up shop. And so we pay, we pay you, you know, one year, 40, $50 million or, you know, $30 million, whatever it is for five years. We don't have to pay you the rest. Does, is that, I wonder, are these guys guaranteeing, like I'm getting 150 guaranteed or I'm getting it every year I play and I'm hoping the bag comes every year. I mean, 30 million is 30 million. I'm not shaking a stick at it, obviously, but right. The big number is like, if somebody offered you $200 million, wouldn't you leave? Okay. But Emma, are these guys getting 150? Are they getting 200 million guaranteed if this tour packs up after two years? Uh, it's, I mean, we're, we're dealing with that ourselves. Everybody's trying to get it. You want it. Of course you want it up front. Right. I mean, I don't know. Let's ask their agents. Let's ask right. them. You know, we'll have them on the show. Come on and tell us. Well, but all to, the sponsors are I mean, the thing that's so wild is that all the sponsors are Nike, Titleist, like they're all running away from these guys. Like the second that they say that they're playing on the live tour, their sponsors are going. Like Phil was walking around with an Augusta National shirt in his first tournament in London. Like mm-hmm. that's not a sponsor shirt. He's wearing, he's like going into his own, his own wardrobe and putting on clothing to go golf. When you need, when you get 200 million, you don't, you don't need, need a sponsor. True. True. You know what I mean? But I there mean, is some legitimacy that comes with that though. Like with I, being I, a, having a sponsor. Yeah. With having a company that wants you to represent their brand. Yes. It gives you certain, a certain stature as to who you are. If, if, if Titleist has you, or if, you know, Callaway makes you the face of their golf line. I mean, Phil Mickelson's made way more money on endorsements than he has playing golf. I mean, he so makes like the live tour. <laughs> he makes like 3 million. So, so what's wrong like, with that picture? 
the sponsors well, you pay, you make more money for the sponsors. Yeah, I, I, I that's a that's an inherent problem all along. <laughs> you shouldn't make more money from the sponsors. The sport should pay you what you do should make you more than what your shirt you're wearing. Yeah, but LeBron I mean, makes more money for endorsements than he does playing basketball. Well, at least he makes a ridiculous amount of money playing basketball. Now they changed the structure. I mean, he was right. You, you know, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan used to make what nothing. And he his comparatively, were, yeah, comparatively. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think you need a, I mean, the fact that you don't need a sponsor anymore. Good for them. Like you know, you don't you don't have to. You can wear what you want. You can play what clubs you want. You can do what you want because you got the money. Now you don't have to get. I think it's a good thing, you know. And the sponsors are running away. Why are they running away? Well, you know why. Why? Because they don't want to be associated with the Saudi. Really? Yes. They, they they don't want their names being tied to it in in a in a very public way. They'll it's do also, it in a private way, not in yeah, a public way. That maybe, but it's also because if you take away all the sponsors and then they need money, you know, if the sponsor can end the relationship, it's like it's like breaking up, right? right. Whoever breaks up, you know, has the. I don't know, advantage. What I don't know if that's an advantage or not, but it's like right. they're taking the action first rather than let the players say, you know what, I don't need you. I don't need you. So that's why they're running away. They, I mean, yes, the backlash that they'll feel for all that. But I mean, I don't think there's also no TV. There's no eyeballs. No one's watching it. So if you're a sponsor, you're paying the these guys million. Question. You're paying a million because you think you're going to be like what we saw on Sunday. I mean, I don't know what you were watching, but I was watching the final round of the U.S. Open, and I was yeah. glued. I was glued to my TV, watching everything happening and watching all these guys play incredible golf shots and watching the drama play out for Zelatoris. You know, what could he? You know, is he going to choke? Is he going to win? And then obviously with Fitzpatrick winning the thing, I mean, those are that's why you pay those dollars to those to those golfers because you know you've got a captive audience watching the final round of a major tournament, right? So I mean, without those eyeballs. The sponsorship goes away. The value is nothing to a, to, to a brand. So, I mean, they played the high number I saw on YouTube for the first event was 100,000 people watching the Live Tour. Mm. I mean, they thought that was good. They're like, ooh, 100,000. Like, I was like, 100,000? It's like, um, <laughs> if you're, you know, sponsoring 100,000 engaged is better than a million that don't give a shit. You know, it's a debate. It's a huge debate know. because I mean, branding, just... because you got, you got to look at, there's two different types of marketing, obviously there's branding marketing and there's action marketing. So if I'm just trying to brand myself into that person's brain, it doesn't matter if they're engaged or not. If they're watching, they've seen my logo. That's all I care about. I'm right. being associated with golfers, golf money. Like that's just the, it, it's the subliminal stuff, not the actionable stuff. In terms of like, we're having a sale at the local furniture store, come down and buy. Like right. that's a different type of marketing than it is when it, I'm just slapping my logo on someone who I want to be associated with. Can't measure well, that, that. No, you don't. But branding, you can't, but that's mm -hmm. how Coke and Pepsi, that's how, you know, Ford and Chevy, that, that's how these brands have become what they've become because they're ingrained in our brains because we've seen them over and over again. Well, and it's all inside jobs with the ad agencies and the agents and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, like, let's keep it real. They're not, you, you just, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, like, that's kind of true, but not with Phil. I mean, again, I'm reading the book with Phil and it, it, there's like a ton on Phil's endorsements and Phil's relationships with his, with his endorsement companies and how active he is in the companies that he endorses. Yeah, see what it got him? 
they all walked away in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, Phil liked it though. I mean, he walked away from it because he, I mean, Phil has a lot of problems <laughs> like we know. So Phil is trying to do something. Greg Norman got in his ear, you know, said, Hey, we can make all your debts go away. We can make all your problems go away. All your money problems are gone with one stroke mm-hmm. of a pen. Whoosh. And you're gone. Yeah. And we don't know how far down the rabbit hole Phil got. <laughs> All I know right. is he keeps on talking about his his gambling addiction, his gambling addiction, left and right. Whenever he's being asked about, I've had problems, I've addressed it through therapy. All in the wake of what Billy Walter's book is going to come out and say, which could be like, I've seen Phil lose ten million dollars on one game, type of thing. And people are going to be like, wait, what? Or the plane that he had to sell to somebody to pay off a gambling debt. Yep. So I mean, those things are all. It's going to be a really wild summer. It really is going to be a different, a, a different summer. And I, I think PJ Tour is fine Probably when it comes to the sponsored by DraftKings by the end of it. No, stop it! That's ridiculous. <laughs> and their dead heat rules <laughs> sponsored by DraftKings in their uh-huh. <laughs> and their dead heat rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so Darcy Kepper goes back to being Darcy Kepper last night. Tampa with a big win. Yep. Kepper gets yanked in game two. Tampa says, we're not pulling Vasilevsky. We're not going to do this. Game three, five goals in. Hook. Kemper comes out. The youngster in. Yeah. Goalie controversy in Colorado. Who plays game four? I don't think so. Um, I think he'll go back to Kemper. But I, he painted himself in a corner. I, I would have started Frank Hoos to begin. And then once this happens, you can go back like, hey, Here's our number one. He's back. He's fine. He's healthy. Boom. Yep. Now you lead to this question. I, I think um, I think it's really interesting. He'll start Kemper. You think so? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just you have to stop the momentum. You can feel it while you're watching it. You're like, they're going to keep scoring. Like, they are going to score another goal. So you change the goalie to change the momentum. You, Second shot went in. Right. That and then all that's not as soon as if you change the goalie and you get the next goal, now it's five three. Okay, the bench believes we're okay. Yeah, they don't get the next goal in the second shot that they take that Tampa takes goes in. Now it's six two, and now it's like, all right, just stay alive the rest of the game. Like, don't, don't, don't. That's when heads get taken off, that's when Mm -hmm. injuries happen, dumb stuff happens at the end of. Uh, decided hockey games, and you know, yeah, you Kucherov, like, yeah, that's I don't know how hurt he is. It didn't look good at all. And Kucherov both getting hurt for Tampa. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see what happens in game four. I know that's it's it's one of those things that, like, we've seen it, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks about Kemper just giving up rebounds. I mean, he gave up a couple of rebounds, and then there was just a couple that they weren't his fault, but if he would have saved them. Then, you know, Colorado had, had a chance to win. He didn't make the saves, and then they had no chance to win. I don't know. Does that give you hope if you're holding a Tampa ticket from what you saw last night? Of course. I mean, just because it, they've done it before. Nobody in the history of the league, though, has lost the first two games of the conference final and the two games of the cup final and come back to win both both, uh, yeah, series. both series. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, not that Tampa can't. I mean, they've won back-to-back cups. They're going for three. The momentum of the building last night was tremendous. Colorado turned the puck over a ton 
gave way too many easy scoring opportunities. I mean, I felt like they were shooting from four feet out every single time they had the puck. Yeah. And I, I don't really know how much I blame Kemper as much as I blame the defense for Colorado going, you know, a wall yeah. for, for, for most of that game and giving so many big juicy scoring opportunities for Tampa and you allow Stamkos and you allow that line to get hot and get them, you know, feel in the juice of the building and the energy and you're in trouble. Like you're, you're playing from behind the eight ball and they scored first. I mean, that's the thing you know, that first goal getting wiped off was pretty big. I mean, it should have been, that should have hit my over three for Colorado. It was offsides. I thought the puck clearly crossed the, the blue line. It was, you could see white between the puck and the blue yep. line. So I thought it was a good call. And, but they score there. It's one, nothing. If they score again, it's two, nothing. And it's the same situation as game one and game two abs are up two Oh, and you know, the, the lightning are looking at each other going like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. It, instead it's one, nothing, then one, one, then two, one. And then away they went and it was all Tampa. Um, I, one of the big takeaways for me was that as soon as Colorado scored, I was like, this is not happening again. This can't happen again. And well, the first goal, so, the first goal is so fast. The building said that the building went, you got to be you know, kidding me. Like, yeah, this is, really? This is going to happen again. We're going to do this again, guys. We're at home now. Well, just the first goal was the one taken back, you right. know? So that was like, Oh, phew, all right. We mm-hmm. survived that. Let's go get the first goal. Oh no. <laughs> Colorado got the first goal and you could feel it. You're watching. And I was like, if Colorado scores again, the cup is over. The whole thing, like if they got a two goal lead right there and Tampa was fine, they scored and then they scored again and took the lead. And I was like, all right, they're winning this game. Like, let's go, you know? So when they got two goals ahead, you saw a change. You saw Colorado have to really open, open things up. They couldn't limit Tampa to the outside anymore. Tampa was getting inside in between the circles Stamkos wide open in front of the net. How does that even happen? It's just one of those, you know, you lose coverage for a second and then boom, the guy's standing right there in front of Kemper. He's he shelved it like he wasn't even sitting in there. So and we got ourselves a series. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um the price was minus six hundred on the series before the game. It's minus three hundred today which is exactly what we said it was going to be. And then what happens if they win game four? If the Lightning back to the original up. price. Right back to the yeah. original price. And we got a three-game series, and Tampa still has to find a way to win a road game. They have to find a way to win a game in that building to win the, to win the Stanley Cup. If they don't, I don't know if it's in six. I don't know. I don't know if Colorado mm-hmm. – we'll, we'll see a lot in game four again, I but – I don't know. We, we got a Tampa and over game. I mean, that was, that's what we said yesterday. Yep. I mean, um, so that's the next question though. Will any of these games go under? I mean, we've seen three games and we've seen three overs. Oh man. It doesn't with the way the referees are calling power plays. I don't think and given how lethal both power plays are, it's going to be six again. And I was going back and forth to people on Twitter. Like, could you imagine posting six? I'm like, they're going to post six in game four. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, like, what do you mean? Like, can you believe the books put up six? They're going to put up six in game four. And they did. It's six. I mean, it's, they're just, it's rinse and repeat. They don't care. They're putting up six. The numbers tell them to put six up and we're going with six every single time. It's, uh, let's see. Can you stomach it? Can you bet under six in game four? 
This is one of those things. Some very, very sharp guys, very sharp guys have been betting under every game and I lost every two. game. And I almost bet it again. And I and I and I, and I missed yesterday because I bet I didn't I, I didn't feel confident to bet the game over. Right. So I bet Colorado over two and a half. They scored three. One came off the board. They wound up with two. Right. Only bet I yeah. lost yesterday. Um, I missed my last five hockey bets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm winning yeah. baseball. It's crazy. What you wanted to do Tampa and you didn't do it. Yep. You just you were like, I can't do it. I couldn't do and, it. I, I want to do Tampa on the over, and I couldn't do it. That, that's right. how I wanted to bet it. I want at first I want to be like, well, I'll be Tampa on the under the first two games. Like, I think for Tampa to win, it has to go over. I don't believe I can't bet that. That's what I thought. I couldn't put my money behind it, so I couldn't bet it. So I choked on both those bets. Instead, took Colorado and missed. Colorado. So, Colorado. I gotta say it right. I got the producer. Yo, me. Dave, you kind of said it yesterday. Does what? the the book do they usually want the did you say the dog and the under? Yeah. Like, like that's that's usually beneficial for the book. Why? Because the public comes out and usually bets the home team in the over. Is that correct? Favorite and over. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The favorite and over is pretty much the standard. Are you um, saying Colorado wrong, by the way? I don't know. The producer in my ears. Not 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 Farah. My other producer. My other <laughs> one. Right on the other side the, of the, the wall. Spy. Oh. Yeah. Your other producer is saying you're saying Colorado wrong? That's what she says. Col- I say Colorado instead of Colorado. I don't no, know. It's, it's, it's Nevada, Nevada thing. Uh, it's Nevada. It's I know it's Nevada, Nevada. but yeah. I'm saying, but it's the same. It's the same. Time. We say Nevada because we live here. But when I was in Boston, I didn't say Nevada. <laughs> I said Nevada. Right. <laughs> Until I yeah. moved here. And I was corrected for the, like, the first six months of living here. Right. People were like, hey, uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. Nevada, not I'm Nevada, that, Nevada. I'm that guy. I said yeah. Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> yep and you get corrected all the time i oh, yeah. I, I remember i remember yeah. saying in meetings and people being like we don't do that here <laughs> like just so you know like we don't do that here it's nevada say it right please Ooh, sorry interstate oh wow right um well any of the games go under yes which game seven <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I mean, it's supposed to go under in game four. This is supposed to be the tight game, but you're right. I think I saw is caught is the avalanche power play five of nine percent over five of nine. Five of nine. That's what it was, unless they got like a cheapy power play. It's it's five of ten. But it was five of nine at one point last night during the game. They had scored in five of the first nine. Maybe it was five of ten now. With that knowledge, if they get two penalties, power plays, they score on one. If they get four, they score on two. That means over. You can't you can't do anything about that. Right. So yes, cautiously. Um I mean, I'm it's easy totals. for the book's perspective. You just put up six. Well, we don't have to change a thing. They're, they keep they, on, they keep well, the bad guys under. are offsetting because yeah, bad guys are offsetting the public. So public's betting under two the first two games. Really? I don't think they did as much last night. No, but I, I mean they bet under the first two games as well. I mean that was the best result for the book was the total it wasn't even close. And yesterday. The bad guys were on Tampa. You saw that line move late. Now it's pick them again. Well, do you, I mean, are you ready to bet under again? 
No way. No way, right? Like it's it. I don't even I don't even want to bet the series anymore. <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost five straight bets. <laughs> if if the lightning lose the series, I will go oh and six at the moment. I had a oh, really no. good year betting hockey this year. I had right. a really I am literally throwing away my entire hockey year in the cup finals. <laughs> I'm killing myself. It's pissing me off be- oh. like, so badly because I, I grinded this year right. in hockey and I did well betting on hockey. I did well betting unders in the playoffs. I've done well. Yeah. I, 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 in the first three rounds of the playoffs, I was good. Get to the cup finals and I am as ice as the ice that they play on. Like I am just brutal right now. Oh, and five soon to be and six. If the cup goes to Colorado. That's what so. I mean. Like it's, it, it's so interesting to watch the dynamics because being on Tampa in game one and losing, I was like, yeah, just, I don't know. And then you go, all right, maybe I'll play the total. You play the total in game two under, you get a shutout from one of the teams. It don't it's get there. So that's it pisses me off. It's seven. It would seven it's nothing. Just, it's like you got to be kidding me. Like we have a shutout, and I still lost the under bet. Like how yeah. the hell did that happen? That's that's just one of those. And then you go to all right, you go to game three, and like you know, I Tampa again. I'm like I'm watching the games. I still think that it's a lot closer than this. Like I, I mean, this is the game three play has been one of those plays. You know, like my boy Tommy would call it. It's a it's a pocket emptier. Like you literally, if you got, you put the lint up on the counter along with the change and everything. If they're down 2 all going home in game three. Yeah. yeah. It, it it happens so infrequently, but you've seen it for years in a book. You're like, this is, if it's close. Well, game two took that perception out of it. If the games would have been reversed. Yeah. Okay. You would have had game two, seven, nothing happened in game one. And then a close overtime game in game two. Line would have been minus 125 on Tampa to open. But you reverse them, and it's pick them to the point where some places had Colorado Colorado favored, and then you get game three. So the total's tough, man. It's going to go under. One of the games is going to go under. They're not all going over. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, game four right now with, with a pick or minus 110 on either side, what do you do? Who wins game four? Oh, I hope Tampa does. Yeah. I think Tampa does. I do. Um, this is an but, in-game play for me. I want to watch and see the first period and see how. Yeah, for sure. See, see what the avalanche. I'm not going to bet anything pregame. I'm going to wait and see what happens in the first couple of minutes because we've seen goals quick in the first 10 minutes and really it's set the tone. And I still think that that first goal gets counted for Colorado. There may be a totally different outcome in game three. Oh, man. So if the abs score fast in game four, take the air out of the building, you know, lead one, nothing two nothing after one uh, Colorado wins game four potentially, and then goes home and wins the cup in five. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's actually the favorite um, of all the different scenarios um, is that yeah. it's done like that. Very possible, but Vasilevsky was, tremendous yesterday he made a couple split saves and he made a couple he made a glove save he just looked at the guy like we're fine like the confidence level i would have playing in front of him man would feel like we're good we got to get two he's allowed one mistake that's it colorado better try to score 
I think they need at least, dare I say, four to win the next game. Wow. Maybe. I think, I mean, Kel McCarr's going to get going. I mean, he's been relatively quiet in this series. They need him. If Kucherov can't play oh. or isn't himself, I think it's done. The series World is done. Goal. They need him. I agree. They need him. You don't just lose your best player in the middle of a series and change the lines and then, you know, put somebody on his line and try not to affect the other lines. Like, that's a really – he plays on the power play. He kills penalties. He sees a lot of ice time. And he's one of the best players in the world. His knee looked like that was messed up. But, I mean, you know he's going to play. Right. you got to just how? see his effectiveness. I mean – he left angry and mad. He tried to take a slap shot. He didn't get hit. Mm. He tried to take a slap shot and his knee hurt. And he went off. So, I mean, I've, I've been there. I know what that means. Like, if he can't be himself, he'll be out there. But uh, if he if he's not out there, that's huge. That's, that's probably done. Boy, yeah, we'll get into that coming up a bit, bit more tomorrow when we get more information on on both on all the injuries, but there's a couple of big ones for both teams to to take a look at for this. All right, so you're wearing the Pirates gear today. Yes. So I I, I want to talk about the kids here. Oh my goodness. So let's start with the six foot seven O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Who was acquired from the Dodgers for a journeyman reliever. Thanks, T Lo. That T Lo gave me that on the Twitter. I didn't know that. Three years ago, I forget. Did he say who the pitcher was for? Tony Watson. Tony Watson. Left-handed wow. specialist helped the, the the Dodgers. He was so good for the Pirates, and he was one of their assets. So oh, okay. they shipped him out. To, and got O'Neill uh, Cruz back. Yeah. Six-foot-seven shortstop. He's the tallest shortstop in the history of Major League Baseball. He just recorded the fastest throw from shortstop to first base this season. <laughs> Ninety-six and a half miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. That is a cannon yeah. from short. Yeah. And he didn't just do that. He also was a monster at the plate yesterday. Yeah. For the pirates. Yeah. Are we seeing the kids here for Pittsburgh? Is this the future is now, or is this kind of just like a flash in the pan here? No, man, I told you this, this is, I, I, I mean, one of my dearest friends in life is is running the team. He told me, like, listen, stay patient. We got a plan. And I I tell him all the time, listen, I believe you. I love you. I was at his wedding and, you know, we're close. And saw him last summer and we went to the games and he was like, yeah. I said, I can't wait. I can't. I'm going to be here at the playoff game when they make the playoffs. A hundred percent. I'm going to be here. And. I'm going to go along for the ride. Like, Pirate fans want to win so bad and have been unable to actually see it other than 2015, 2016 when they've made the playoffs and got the wild card games. And I think it's awesome. Well, here are have the you stats. ever yeah. seen a six foot seven guy play well, anywhere but first base or outfield? I mean, in the infield, yeah, you play outfield. In outfield, but not in the infield. <laughs> no. So he had he hit a double that had an exit velo of 112.9 miles per hour. Yeah. That's the highest by any pirate player since 2015. Yeah. 
he registered a speed running down first base of 31.5 feet per second. Okay. Also the fastest time recorded by any pirate player since 2015, along with the throw to first base at 96.7 miles per hour. This kid in terms of intangibles, in terms of metrics is the best player the pirates have had in a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> He's six, seven with range cannon so fast and can smack a baseball. Yeah. I mean, pirate fans have got to be going bonkers. This is your Tatis. This is your Fernando Tatis. This is your face of your franchise. It could be. It very well could be. It's just he plays. It, he plays the he plays the position you you would want the face of your franchise to play. Yeah. And he's got, and he's wild looking. I mean, he's a giraffe in yeah. baseball standards. Like yeah. Short <laughs> stuff used to be five foot two with feet. This dude is six foot seven <laughs> with power. It just it's it's crazy too because I just watched the highlights and I was like I kept rewinding it and watching it again. I was like, this is, you know, when you see something and it just kind of resonates with you and you go, wow, not only have I never seen that before, but that's really cool. Like, I feel like as soon as, again, I base so much of what I see and feel and react on how my kids do it, you know, and Kendall's in here watching, but she's going to see this guy play or like, we're going to see him play in person and the kids are going to be like, Whoa, like just watch him throw. It sounds different. Yeah. When we go to baseball games and we go down to the bullpen and watch pitchers warm up. And I remember being a kid and doing it. And so I bring the kids down and they can hear it. Mm-hmm. 95, 96 sounds different than 88. Like you, you just, it's, it looks and sounds different. When he threw that ball across the field yesterday, I was like, damn, that's my shortstop right there, son. Like, let's go. So very encouraging. I mean, so we talked about very encouraging. We talked about Swin. What's his name again? Swinski. Swinski. He had three home runs the game before, including the walk-off against the Giants in a 4-3. Okay. So you have Swinski doing that against the Giants. Last night, Cruz has four RBIs and does what we just talked about in terms of running, hitting, and, and, and throwing. And then I have never heard of it's a Bly Madrid's. How do you say this kid's name? I don't know. Okay, so this is the I kid. He got three. He got three hits in his major league debut last night. So <laughs> two run single in the second inning. Key to three run inning that was pretty much the game there. Right. He Madrid's. If he said, if I'm saying it correctly became the first pirate player to have a three hit game in his debut since Jason Kendall did in 1996. That's Jeez, a long time been, ago. I might've been at that game with Jason Kendall did it in 1996. Jason Kendall was, was my brother's favorite player at the time. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Came up rookie debut, three hits in his debut. I mean, so you're talking about a kid that comes up with pop three home runs in one game, three hits in his major league baseball debut. And Cruz, I mean, this is how you win. I mean, this and JT Brubaker somehow was good. Six scoreless against the Cubs yesterday in the 12-1 win for the Pirates. This is so, I think a lot of times you'll see at least betters, like you measure a team against another bad team. Pirates, Yankees is a different thing right now on the major league level. Pirates, Cubs, we're, we're, 
that were about the same. And like the the line yesterday was pick them, which again, a baseball game, anything can happen, but it should have been Pirates minus 120, 125 minimum. Now you look today, you see the number <laughs> 150, 155. I mean, I don't know that may have been an over-adjustment by the book, by the numbers, like a little bit. We'll see. But yes, this is all encouraging. This is how you win. This is how the Astros did it, right? They built the core. Well, Yankees you know? first, Red Sox as well. I mean, that's well, yeah, yeah, but they can go get anybody they want all the time. The Astros lost 125 games almost. You know, they had Altuve and they had Correa mm-hmm. and they, had, they built it from the middle in. Mm-hmm. sprinkled in the pitchers as they got better, and then boom, you know, they got a team, you know, so. Got Verlander, yeah, but yes, right. I, I, I know what you're saying. Yes, I mean, you always, I mean, if the Pirates, if the kids are good and your core is your own homegrown and you control them for many years, then you add a free agent here or there. You you kind of, you, you bring the guy, the missing piece in from the outside that you need, and you win. Yes. Red Sox homegrown. I mean, most of their roster in 2018, most of the roster in 2013, 2007, was almost entirely homegrown except right. for Pedro, Pedro and Manny, Pedro Manny Ramirez. So yeah, I mean that that's how you win. You you basically build your core through your farm system, and then you add what you need, and right. that's how that's how you win. Especially if you've got superstar players that you've homegrown. The Padres are trying to do that right now. They went and got yep. Manny Machado to go on the, along the same side as Tatis to go along with their pitching, which has not panned out, but some of their younger players who they brought up through the minors. Isn't it so able. hard to hit it? Like with the pitching, like, do you know, it's so hard. One of the hardest things that I think in all of sports is to find pitchers that one that can last and two have success over a sustained amount of time. Anybody can have one good year, right? Try to sign that guy when you sign him to a five-year contract and actually hit it. It's so hard. Relievers aren't that bad. Like building your bullpen through the minors isn't that difficult. But getting a five, but getting five guys to start a rotation that are going to be they're going to be dominant that you've acquired, trained, brought through the minors, and now on the big league level, it's extremely difficult to do. It's extremely difficult to find. And if you do it, that's why the Braves had their run. Maddox and Smoltz and whatnot. So you know the the those were guys they were able to. I guess Smoltz was theirs. Maddox was not. who is the third of the three? Who am I forgetting? Of Maddox Smoltz and the third pitcher for, that was dominant in the late nineties for the Braves, that he was there on. I'm blanking on his name. Chat, tell me his name. But he was the guy that was that was homegrown for the Braves. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very hard to do, and <laughs> saves you a lot of money when you can do that. When you don't have to go give Garrett Cole, you know, half a billion dollars. Uh, right. <laughs> Exactly. To, to go pitch for you. Right. You know, it's easier to do that. It's easier to have them making 5 million than 50, you know? So it's, it, it's, it's a very interesting, it is, it is wild to see. And, and I think it's fun because I, I often say this, but I do like when diehard sports towns sounds have something to look forward to. I mean, the pirates aren't going to be good, but they're going to be at least interesting. And I'd rather, if my team's not going to win, at least give me something to think about. Give me something to talk about. And the pirate fans have got something to talk about. Like they've got the kids now to talk about. Well, I think, um, I mean, their season wins was like 65 or 64 and a half. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and look, but um, I still, and by think- the way, if, if you're a Cub fan, I don't want to totally Nelson Velasquez comes up today for, for the Cubs. He was the fall league MVP last year. 
So Cub fans are going to get mad at us for being all over the Pirates and not talking about who the Cubs are bringing up. The Cubs are bringing up one of their top prospects today to play. Well, this well. is this is what happens in baseball, right? Like you can't bring them up early in April, May, because then they get another year of arbitration sooner and all this other stuff. So like you see all these good top prospects come up now. I mean, the system is still so screwed up in that regard, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, it gives you hope. I think it gives them, uh, I think it gives you a little, like you'll be able to find value on them throughout the season now that you have legit major league level talent at more positions now. And not that the guys weren't before, but these kids are just better. So they'll go through the ebbs and flows though. Baseball, you know, the second time through the league, they figure you out. The pitching is tough. Um, I just think if, if, I mean, if they can play defense like this, they're not going to score 12 runs every night. They look like an under team to me. I mean, but look at Cabrian Hayes was the first guy to come up, right? Yeah. He, he was, he well, was Reynolds is an all-star Reynolds is a center fielder. He's the all-star, but he's not young though. Right. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's 25. He's 27. He's not oh, he's, he 27. He's, yeah. He's not that young. So he's, so, I mean, what I mean is when Hayes came up, that was the first time when you saw it and you were like, okay, so what's the minor league going to produce? Because that kid was tremendous last year. He was a ton of fun. He popped on, I think, right, right now, actually, when they brought him up. Basically, June is when they brought him up. And he started to smack home runs. And you were like, oh, okay, this kid can. So now you've got Hayes and Cruz and the two other kids we talked about. Left side taken you, care of. You're kind of seeing the core there. Lots taken care of. Yeah. You're starting to see, okay, now we're talking here. Now the pitching yep. staff stinks. But, you know, you start to figure out that Zawinski's your DH or your right fielder. You've got Madrid with some pop, obviously. You cruise at shortstop. You're th- I mean, look, Devers and Bogarts is right now the best left side hitting in, in Major League Baseball. But these two kids, yeah. <laughs> Cruz and Hayes, could be the next coming of, you know, you, you could see that for 10 years. You could see those two guys on that side of the infield for, Jeez, for the Pirates. I just want to see it for like two. Like, let's, let's, let's just, I mean, just, I'm just, saying though, but, but like, but you have control over them. And okay, you're talking about free agency and keeping them home and whatnot, but you're going to enjoy at least three or four seasons with these guys under control for the Pirates with how young they are. Sure, hope so. These kids are young. I mean, it's it's going to be, if I'm a Pirate fan, I'm excited. I got a bunch of kids, 25 and under right now, coming up on the big league level that could do some big things. It's, it's crazy because like, you know, I mean, even some of the boys in the chat and like the regular people on social media are like, oh, yeah, they'll trade him at the end of the year. Or they'll trade him by the next year. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think this is one to. of those things. They don't yeah. have to. I mean, no. they have to trade. Like, we'll get to Garrett Cole in a second. Like, when guys are pending free agents, but Cruz is 23, Hayes is 25. Right. These these guys are not arbitration eligible. These guys are not these guys are not going yeah. to ask for big paydays anytime soon. You're not going to have a big holdout problem for a couple of years with these kids. Right. So, yeah, eventually maybe they might have to trade them, but not now, not for a while. Yeah. 28, 29, 30. Reynolds <laughs> might be the next kid to go. One might be the next guy to go, but these kids aren't going anywhere. They're under control. Uh, speaking of for a pirate, Garrett Cole last night, no hitter into the seventh inning. Looked pretty darn dominant yesterday. A big win again for the Yankees. Do you just bet the Yankees every damn day now? It's just, you know, don't even look at the number. Just bet the Yankees. They can't lose. I said this a month ago. 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. At some point you got to, you know, oh, I don't feel like laying 280. But, yeah, they're, they're the best team in baseball, and they find ways to win games. And If you were on the under in that game yesterday, tip of the cap to your heart because, man, that was an under, under game all the way to the Yankees scored two runs in the top of the ninth inning to make it go 4-2. Covered the run line, luckily for you guys, but they scored one on the bottom of the ninth, two at the top of the ninth. Game should have been easy under six and a half instead of full six. Was under the whole time. I mean, he didn't give up a hit. You're like kicking back. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm good in the under. All of a sudden, three runs in the ninth inning, and you're like, caught it out. Am I going to lose this? Tie, tie. As soon as they got a tie game, it was 2 2. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough loss. Because you know, if it goes to extras, they're both scoring, yeah, and it's going to go over six and a half. The Yankees get two and keep it four two, and that's the, you hang the on score. I yeah. mean, I same thing happened to me last night. Uh, everyone was asleep, but I bet the under that Angels game, right? So they leave for whatever reason because the Angels are just being managed by a backup guy and falling asleep trying to suck as much energy as they can out of Syndergaard. They leave him in the game too long. He was great until he got tired. He gets taken deep, two-run home run. It's like, all right, we're still okay. It's four to two. We're two, all right. Yeah. Going into the, 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 top, the, top, uh, of the eighth. top of the eighth. Well, they scored one in the seventh and three in the eighth. A two, they had a two-run bomb in the eighth to go up 6-2. And then I hung on... All the way to under eight and a half. I survived nine outs in that game, and it was not easy to do. It was a white knuckle experience, including two on and no outs in the top of the ninth inning. And somehow they got out of it. And then the ninth inning, there was two on and two out in the ninth inning, and they somehow got out of it with no runs being scored. I got very lucky yesterday. I didn't even watch it. I just had under eight and a half. Oh, I, and I saw the fight, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, how did that go?" I was I was on the Discord channel with with the, with the boys watching that game last night on the Discord channel, going, "Come on, man, just just get me out of this. Let's just get me out." My whole day was hinging on that because I had lost the hockey, I had won the over on the Pirates and the Cubs, thanks to the Cubs doing it or the Pirates doing it themselves. Yeah. Total was total was eight. Pirates scored twelve themselves. Right. So then I'm just suffering through the Royals and the Angels game, and we got there under eight. Yeah, I went in the Discord when they were down 2-1. Angels were down 2-1. I said, is it time to bet the Angels? Nobody replied. I was like, all right, we'll see. So I did in-game Angels, Uh and they tied it. Yeah. So it was 2-2. So I checked the score again, and I saw the Royals had someone on. So I ended up betting the Royals in-game because I was like, ah, we'll see. We'll try to just trade. Berea, man. Berea. Couldn't figure out what the hell that kid was doing. Throwing <laughs> fastballs to a fastball hitting team. They couldn't hit off speed pitches all night. And all they're doing is pumping fastballs at the at the Royals. Stop yeah. throwing fastballs to the Royal hitters. It's all they do <laughs> is hit fastballs. And it was just like launching pad time for the Royals. I was like, guys, I'm trying to hang on to the under. Please stop throwing fastballs. Just yeah. throw off speed pitches, please. These guys can't hit curveballs. Somehow suffered through the eight and a half. So, boy, it was... Yeah, it, it was tough on on that. So yes, we like the the Yankees against Cortez today. Nestor, well, I mean Nestor. that's numbers absurd. Like this is who's it. throwing? I I can't bet it. Who who's throwing for the, the, the race? It says Beaks, so he's an opener. Probably go uh, through the order once. This is just one of those things that the Rays do. What is it? Total under seven and a half. 
Seven. Arr. I said last night, if it's seven and a half, I'll bet the under. Yeah. Seven, seven. is that's tight. Yeah. That's I don't tough. know. I don't know about that. I'd rather bet the Baltimore Orioles today against Washington. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, I feel like Lyles is there's I, Lyles is pitching is only minus one twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather bet that game. It's a tough. That's a, that's tough. What about the Braves and the Giants today? Braves are heavy favorites after walking oh. off on the Giants yesterday. Minus one seventy eight for Atlanta today against the Giants. I know. I didn't bet that game. I wanted to. I wanted to bet the Giants. Under was the call you made. You said bet under. Yeah. You called that right. I didn't bet either one. Yeah. What this is t- totals nine in this right? game. Right. Feels awkward for a Giant game to have a total being nine. Nine. So there's a couple of there's a couple. We got to it and better to book it. There's a couple of totals today which I didn't make any. They didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Last night at least. I know. I I got to go look and see. Maybe that you know. There's some really good numbers uh, against De Scalfini. Uh, good job about you. I can't say that name. <laughs> I can't say so, his name. Listen, I, I, when you do these shows with the with the MLB Network people, they tell you how to pronounce the names. They're in my ear constantly <laughs> while I'm doing the show. Say it this way during you know in between a commercial. I'm like, how do you say his name again? Yeah. They tell me. So I think Atlanta's the side. But the price is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's expensive. just, it's so expensive. But I keep saying that I must be missing something with Atlanta like when I look at it. And not that I missed it last year, but like I didn't give them credit until it was probably too late. It's June. They're a good baseball team. I don't think they should be favored over minus 150 against the Giants today. Just saying. Like it took everything in. They had last night to win that game. I think this will be another close game, but maybe I'm missing something with the total being nine. I'm like, oh, um, maybe the Braves really do hit. I, I don't know. I I gotta go look. Too expensive. I think the unders. I think the unders there. Uh, it, it's it's too expensive otherwise. All right, let's talk some football here. Um, quickly on the breaking news that came out about a half an hour prior to airtime for us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Deshaun Watson, according to his attorney, has settled 20 of the 24 cases that are pending against him. So he has four more cases to go before the civil trial, the civil cases will be done. Doesn't matter about the off the court, off the field, whatever happening, but just from an on the field perspective, there were reports that came out that the Browns are prepping for a one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson. Do you think he plays this season? Just from what I've read, I don't think so. But I think they're giving us this in drips and drabs, and it's all legalese maneuvering, and you know they're getting the right payoffs to the right people and all this other stuff. I think what I've seen line wise. And again, I used to sit in a risk room and we used to solve the world's problems in between bets and, you know, think we knew. And I've said it for years. Nobody knows shit. The way it's being bet. I don't think he's playing this year just by, you know, you see certain numbers and, you know, I pop into books and BS with the guys and like, yeah, they're, they're betting. Um, under 
and the season wins. They're betting the Ravens to win the division. They're betting Good. the Bengals to win the division, stuff Ooh. like that. So it's it's one of those things that I think they're they're preparing for it to go bad in Cleveland. I think, what do you I think, think? You think he's going to play? I think it's getting six games and he plays. I, I think yeah. if he if he this is all civil now. The one thing we have to realize is these cases are civil. Right. If he had a legal case against him, meaning if he was being accused of a crime, I, I think he's probably done for one to two years minimum. He could be done for good. But these are civil cases, and the NFL doesn't like to get involved with civil cases. Otherwise, you've got you know owners with messy divorces and. There's a lot of things that go on in civil court that the the burden of proof is not anywhere near what the burden the burden of proof is in a criminal case. So my question, my only question now is, what are the other four after? Like they clearly tried to settle with all of them. Like, like the, you don't just offer it to twenty and not twenty four. Right. So four of them said no. So why did those four say no? Is my question. Did they one feel like they have a better case? Two is Watson lowballing them? You know, wh- why did they say no or they feel like they held out for more money or whatever it might be? I would like to know why those four have decided to say no to this. Look, Deshaun Watson's going to carry this around for the rest of his career, but he has so much money now. He was given the most guaranteed money in the history of the league, quarterback-wise, that this should have been the game plan from the get-go. Should have been scratching checks off before it ever got to 24 women. Should have been paying them all off. Like whatever I got to pay you to keep this out of the press, whatever I got to get you to sign an NDA, I got to go ahead and do this and sign it. The Texans are in the boat with them because the Texans had some of these women sign NDAs. So their time in the barrels coming and what the, what happens to the Texans franchise is going to be curious. But I think Watson has, I think six games is, and people are going to be appalled by it, but the NFL has their rules and you violate the conduct policy it doesn't say how many times you violate the conduct policy in terms of the first suspension. <laughs> so, I mean, he violated it 20 with 24 different women. Is he a scumbag? Yeah. But we're not, we're not talking about him as a person, like him as a player, as a, as an, as a worker, as someone who has a contract to play football. I don't know. I, 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 I just, the, if they settle all the cases before training camp, I think he gets a six game suspension. I think, I think he, they, they'll go by the letter of the rules and he'll sit for six games and then he'll play the other, you know, the other, whatever, uh, the 12 games or, or uh, 11 games, six, 11, 11 half, 17 minus. Six. Don't ask me to do math in the morning. So, so, so whatever. So, like, so like 11 games, I mean, it's Baker Mayfield's getting traded. The, uh, I mean, the rumor now is that Baker Mayfield's going to be traded to the Carolina Panthers that's flying around. Wow. So he, he might get sent there. So the, you know, and they'll have him be there and competing and, and, and they'll still Sam Darnold may or may not be on the team. We'll see what happens with that. But like the, that is what the rumor mill is. If they trade away Baker, they got to feel like they've, they've got to feel like they're going to have Watson at some point during the year. Oh, if they trade away Baker, there's no question he's playing. Right, it's just. I mean, they gave him the with the contract they the gave. Trading him. Baker Mayfield will be the thing for me that says, okay, they it's think. not a matter of if he's playing; it's just a matter of when. And you said it off the air a little bit, but like they gave him the contract. These guys knew ahead of time. The Browns had to have done their due diligence to the league and gone and asked these questions, like, "Hey, if he settles all these cases, if he gets them out of the press, the league had to have said, look, we're going to suspend him.'" 
but we'll go by the conduct policy, which is a six game suspension. He'll sit for the first six games. You guys will have him for the majority of games next season. Right. And so the Browns were like, okay, we're good. Give him the bag. Give him the biggest contract guaranteed ever. He's our quarterback now. Right. Yeah. They they, they didn't do it on hope and faith. Right. You know, oh, we give, we give, just give this guy a contract. Don't worry about it, whether he plays or not. Well, I mean, we hope he plays, but, you know, we think he's going to play. But yeah, give him the biggest contract ever. The league, everybody was working together. Yes. Well, we'll, I mean, not saying it's right, but no, everything is going to lead not for us to determine. It's going to play. Yeah, it just. I just think the more if these four cases get get settled, which who knows what they're after, but if if they give them, if they sign the NDA, they get the settlement done. I don't know. I think the league is going to suspend him for six games, and I think he's going to play. I think he'll play before Halloween. Deshaun Watson will be in a brown uniform. Wow. Playing for playing for the Cleveland Browns, right? And look, HBO Real Sports will do their. I mean, people will throw their hands up, people will flip out, and I'm not here to say yes or no to either side of that. But it is. I just think that given the contract, given what we know from the league perspective, everyone's saying he's going to get one full year. I don't know. He was getting one full year. The Browns worked with the league. And they claim that they did their due diligence. And you can say, well, they didn't talk to any of the women. I don't, I'm not here to get into the cases. Okay. I don't need to talk about just telling you what I think is going to wind up happening here. I would be careful betting against the Browns in their win totals and just assuming that Watson's not playing this season. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's possible he plays this year. Oh, it's very possible. And at then, this point, I would think, I don't know if I'd make it a, a favorite, but I mean, I, I would make it a pick them. It's it's not well. You said it before. He's been practicing the entire off season, the whole time. They're running him through all the OTAs. Like he's he's as at we know, the quarter, facility, right? Quarterback snaps, as we all know, right? Quarterback snaps every time they snap the ball during OTAs and camps. That's incredible, valuable time for yeah. quarterbacks to work with their team. If they're giving Watson all the reps with the ones, something would tell you that they think that Watson's going to be their one at They're some being point. told that the guys on the field aren't doing that on their own. They're told, get him the reps. He's right. going to play. It's coming from upstairs. Of course, GM from and ownership. hundred percent. It's, it's saying, get him the reps, get him yeah. ready. So yeah. when he's a good, he has to learn the playbook. We know Baker knows the playbook. We're good. He knows what to do. Safansky's like, get him ready. Let's get the quarterback ready to go. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really. Did we just freeze? That just froze. Or am I frozen? Am I gone? What happened? That was me. Oh, I did that. Did it again. That was me. <laughs> you closed the wrong. Thing. I did that. <laughs> Apologies. I was trying to. I was trying to look up something for, from from when when the league will have to rule on this. For, but it was you know. Sorry, using one computer for two things. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to get to this story. So ESPN has come out with their rankings for second year quarterbacks in terms uh, of who could have a big year in year two. Great. Where are you on Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence? What's your, what's your feel? Because there are a lot of people who think that Jacksonville is going to be a team to go over their win total, 
mm-hmm. a team that could win the division because of how bad the division is in the AFC South right now. Wow. Because of the really? paper, what they have done yeah. to, build, to go out and get receivers to come in to be around Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Urban Myers gone, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson in, mm-hmm. quarterback guru, Trevor Lawrence shows why he was considered a franchise slash, you know, generational talent coming out of Clemson that this is the year where he shows it. Oh yeah. Do you buy it? No. Oh, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. No, you don't buy it at all. No. Why not? How many division games are they going to win? Okay. So they play against the Texans twice. twice. Do they sweep them? Let's just say they do. Can they beat the Titans at home? I think they can. Okay. In Jacksonville. Okay. And can they beat the Colts at home, which they did last year? But the Colts needed the game for everything. They embarrassed the Colts at home (laughs) last year. Yeah. Stunningly beat them. So, okay. So that's four. If they just win the home games and and beat Houston. The the original six and a half. Yeah. So can you make a case for the over? Of course. The case can be made for, for over easy. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and the return of Travis Etienne are the weapons now. No? You're not buying it? Um, Doug Peterson's a good offensive coach. Mm-hmm. He won a Super Bowl with <laughs> Nick. Carson Wentz. No, with Nick. And yeah. <laughs> not with Carson. Well, Carson got him through yeah, Foles is the one fourteen that, weeks, but Foles won it. Yeah. yeah. Um I could see it. I don't believe it myself, but we'll see. We'll see what they look like in preseason. Maybe they're maybe they're gonna be better. Um I still think that offensive line, I don't know. I'm not sold. I mean, you can have all these weapons if you can't block and keep him. Yeah, the quote from an unnamed source saying about Lawrence, he's in a tough spot because while on paper they restocked the weapons, I don't believe them to be legitimate enough. But he's got enough ability to overcome some of the problems there. Right. So the quote on an unnamed scout on Mac Jones is interesting. Unnamed offensive coach. He was way too protected last year. They didn't let him push the ball at all. On Mac Jones being the number two breakout article was said maybe number one mac jones could be the breakout player for the patriots you know the way bill operates he well, did right now we don't because there's no offensive coordinator for the patriots true that's that's what's got everybody but, freaking out in new england but last year i mean it's been a while since he had this situation where he had this rookie quarterback brady that he had to protect brady 2.0 Right. Training wheels. You don't, you just sit there and hand the ball off, dink and dunk. <laughs> Until we do this a little bit more and I can trust you and I feel like I can put you in a position where I need you to do a little bit more. We're good right now. You know, we got the defense, we got the running game. I don't know. You handed keys to, to, to Trevor Lawrence the first year. I don't know. I, I'm not, until I see it, I'm not sold. Now, hate to say it. I mean, this Mac Jones thing could be real. Like this, 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 
this could happen because they have all the other pieces in place to be successful with the defense. They've done it for years without star wide receivers and all this other stuff. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball. If they have a lead, they're going to keep running the ball, but they've got to be willing to give Mac Jones a chance to fail. Like that's my, my problem with Mac is that they don't, they're so afraid to see what he did against the saints when he threw the pick six early and the game got away from them. They're just, they're so afraid to watch the thing blow up because of the kid. I don't think we have any idea what the hell's going to happen there until we figure out who's calling the place. It's a great question. I mean, <laughs> Joe judge, Matt, Patricia, Belichick himself, every Patriot fan. You, you ask a Patriot fan today, what are you worried about? Who's calling the place? <laughs> it's the biggest question. It's the biggest concern. It's the biggest worry. They don't know what to do. And frankly, we haven't had this in a really long time. In the wake of the Charlie Weiss departure was the last time the Patriots had like this big of a question mark as to who exactly is running the offense. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what leads everyone to believe it's run left, run right, run left, run right, punt. Like that's basically what they think the offense is going to be. Because Set everybody up. He's setting everybody up. They're going to come out spread four wide. Could you imagine they just start chucking the ball down the field? I mean, he did. Mac made that one throw against the Bills uh, late in the year where they were down, and he almost came from behind and beat Buffalo where everybody was like, wait, like, come on, Bill. Let him do more of that. Like, throw down the seam. That's what he did at Alabama. I mean, his strength was throwing the deep ball at Alabama. So – Devontae he had Parker passed the receivers that everybody though, and he had he had a wall of an offensive line. That's the bigger key. He had a wall of the offensive. He had time to throw and pick he apart. He had time to sit yeah. back there and order lunch and dinner and right. make a throw forty yeah. yards down the field. Right, but he still can throw it though. He when given time, he can throw the ball. He can hit no question. Ball. So no question. Got to find the time. Got to give him the chance. Play action. But and he's tough as hell. Like one of the things I love watching college football to try to see how they're going to be in the next level. But having this debate in books for years and, you know, people in my life that are college football fans, watch the kid get smacked in the mouth. Watch him go on a road to LSU when LSU has that dog defense. And he gets hit. His uniform is stained all over the place. He keeps getting up like he's playing football. I need that guy because you're going to get hit in the NFL. And Mac Jones – you know, we've seen a lot of guys come out of USC. Mm-hmm. They never got touched Mm-mm. playing that Pac-12 football, and they have five legitimate multifamily houses in front of them. Like, these guys are gigantic, the, you know, first-round draft picks. So Matt Leiner. Just go through the list. I mean, yeah. it's, it was a long list of guys that came, you know, Sanchez looked great. I went to the Rose Bowl and I saw Mark Sanchez light up Penn State. And I was like, has he ever gotten hit in college? Ever? I don't know. But I saw Mac Jones get hit and keep getting up. I was so impressed with him in college. I was like, yeah, he's going to be good. Now he's on the Patriots. And We'll see. Quarterback, so. I, I like him a lot. I, 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 I think he's got the right mentality, the right attitude. He's quiet. On social media, doesn't talk, doesn't boast, has some fun, pokes fun at himself, laughs at himself, same way Brady did when Brady was like posting his combine picture all over the place and 
you got beat by a guy that looks like this type stuff. Can you imagine if Brady had the wheels or, you know, the cuffs off all this time? Like it was able to do like all the social I media. Don't know. Here. Oh, social media. Maybe. Oh, but remember he has a team. Would have been unbearable. But it's I mean, Brady. Like, it's Brady's team. But yes, I know what you're saying. Like if he was oh. on, in the middle of the run, if he could be like Draymond Green. Oh, if, if Brady had the Draymond oh. Green freedom to say whatever oh. he wanted, whenever he wanted and had a team on social media, creating all the content. Yeah. It would have been even on, it would have been really bad. Oh. I mean, it is already bad with the meme of him, you know, at the party showing six rings and then seven rings. And like, that's already bad enough with the the gifts out there that are there now. Uh, Could you imagine what it would be like, you know, after they won their second three and four years? Yes, that would have been really, really bad. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been quite, quite the show for everyone to kind of take a look at it. But I mean... You know, I, I think from a from a Patriot fan perspective, I, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do, which is keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, get better, work on your game, and realize that Brady was the best quarterback in the AFC East for nineteen of the twenty years, eighteen of the twenty years. Dang. Right? That's not what Mac Jones is walking into. He's not the best quarterback in the division and not going to be the best quarterback in the division for a long time. So you've got Josh Allen. You're going to deal with Josh Allen. You're going to deal with Tua. You're going to deal with, I mean, the, you know, there are quarter, the teams in the AFC East right now will have invested heavily in their quarterback positions. Max, if he turns out to be the best of the four, I'll be stunned. It'd be huge, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen that way. The best of the what four of the kid looks like the Ken kid that was name I always forget Wilson Wilson right from the Jets the Jets okay Zach Wilson uh, Zach Wilson Josh Allen Tua and Mac Jones do I think he's gonna be the best no I don't but I'm just saying he I mean Brady was the best quarterback in the AFC East for most of my 20s and 30s fair so like that mac jones is not going to have that same walk in the park he's not going to have that same no walk up start the year oh what we're five and one in the division okay we're five <laughs> and one in the division let's go that's what they did every single year like every, it's not what every yeah <laughs> patriots are not, not starting five and one before they kick the ball off their their record's already five and one. <laughs> mac jones is not having that luxury legitimately that was the exercise during the season win yeah, it was right. when you did the Patriots, it was started five and one. It other was, 10 games. What happens to other 10 games? Because they're starting at five and one. Other 10 games, what are they doing? Okay. They'll lose was, at Miami and they'll beat the Bills at the Bills and they'll beat the, the Jets at the Jets and win the home games. They'll go five and one. Yep. It, it was every single year. It was so it was it was like, all right, are they gonna be eleven and a half or twelve? Like, or right. there was no debate. Yep. <laughs> Or in the year, the year after they went, the year after they went sixteen and zero and, and lost in the Super Bowl, I believe the number was 13. 13. 13. 13 and three was the number. It was like I remember on, on radio in Boston and radio in New England, people were talking about like going like Vegas has the odd number. The Patriots winning thirteen games. You ever seen 13? tired of taking, tired of losing? We lost yeah. that season win every year. Everybody yep. bet it over. We thought you made the number high enough, and you never did. They <laughs> always went 12 and 4 or better. Yeah. It was annoying as hell. 
Yep. And then and then 13, 14, and two. Like, can they go 14 and two? Yeah, I think they can go 14 and yeah, two. Yeah, it was like a legitimate can. conversation. It was like a legit conversation. 14 and two every year was like a legitimate oh. real talk. Like, which two games do they lose? Like they lose at Miami and they lose with one stupid one late. One stinker. Close. There was yeah. always one stinker that they were like 12 point favorites, like yep. and they at home to Arizona or yep. some ridiculous game that they would they lose. Lost. That was it. That's it. All right, time now for the Circus Sports schedule of the day being brought to you by Circus Sports, Bostonian versus the book brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Sports Pro Football Survivor Contest. Hefty six million payout last year. Survivor returns with some new rules, just as much money on the table. Survivor, 20 legs, pro football season. Teams cannot be picked twice. Entries are a dime with a max of six per player. Entries can be made until the 10th of September, 2 p.m. That deadline. Players must be physically in Las Vegas to register with the option of hiring a proxy to make your picks. Who will be left standing to claim that $1 million first place prize? Could be you this year at Circus Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to CircusSports.com. The lovely, wonderful New York Jet franchise is our schedule of the day. I should hold my nose during this conversation and just, just like, just try to suffer my way through this conversation. We do a lot of stuff and I'm constantly doing content. You're working on the content, doing that stuff. I love talking about the games. Okay. That's why uh-huh. being in the book was always fun because it was always just about the games. I mean, but now we're content guys and we're doing shows. Where we talk about stuff before the season and more than the games. Today, we're talking about the New York Jets, okay? We are, you and I are talking about the New York Jets season wins. I don't know how many other people across this world are talking talking about about the New York York Jets Jets. today. But at 11.15 Pacific time, which is 2 (laughs) o'clock, 2.15 Eastern time, we are talking about the New York Jets. If anyone else today... Wants to talk about the New York Jets. Can you please just say that maybe (laughs) you heard us talking about just anybody if you want, because I don't think anyone you don't even want to listen while we're doing this. I don't want I don't want to talk about it. I don't I don't want to talk about this team. What do I talk about this team for? So New York Jets. (laughs) Why? I don't want to talk about this team because I have to because we said we're doing 32 schedules. That's what we're doing. It's a sponsored segment. We have no choice but to talk about the New York Jets. So we could ask the boys even at circa and and West, how many bets do you have on the Jets? Joe freaking Flacco's their backup. (laughs) <laughs> drafted Brees Hall. The receiving board is not bad. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Garrett Wilson's not bad. CJ Uzmanzada bringing him over. It's not horrible. Signed him. Keith you know, Arizari lookalike Robert Saleh is the coach. It's Salah, right? Saleh, Salah. Salah. Robert Salah, right? Robert or am Sala? I saying it wrong? Robert Salah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're worse than me on names. That's hard to that's hard to do. It's Robert Sala, I believe, is his name. But I mean, the, the, their defense. I mean, you know, Quentin Williams not awful, and you know, like an okay secondary. They got torched. C.J. Mosley is back healthy, which is significant for them. Got their captain and <laughs> defense back, but man alive, five and a half is the win total for the New York Jets. Minus one sixty to the over, plus one thirty five to the under at Fanduel. All right. Seriously, what are we what are we doing with, with the minus one sixty? <laughs> like, what are we doing? 
I don't know. Just five and a half is the number. I was immediately was like, oh, I got to bet that over. That can't be. And you say minus 160. Now, do you buy this baloney that they could be the Bengals? Do you buy this, Tom? The New York Jets could be the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the new Zach Wilson's going to take this monster step forward. The receivers that I mentioned are all really talented. So now they've got these Ohio State products and they've got these great wideouts. They're going to outscore everybody. Whoa. Really? That's the line. That's the name. The, the Jets are the Bengals 2.0. <laughs> okay. Okay. In the AFC. Yeah. I have not looked at this schedule. I have not. I'm hearing the number for the first time. I immediately thought it was six. It's when, not that bad. The schedule actually is okay. Okay. We'll, we'll go through it. You'll be like, hmm. This is not like when we were going through yesterday and <laughs> we were going through the dolphins and we were like, wait, <laughs> like, where is the dog? Like there's some tough, yeah, we went through the dolphins yesterday. That's right. Yeah. There's some really tough spots. Some, you know, two, four game stretches where you're like, ouch, that's going to be hard. There's not like that for the jets. Do you have a jets hat? No, God, no. I don't have a jets, anything. I'd never, that's one team. I'd never had. I love the green. I love the old school white with green. I hate the Jets are no are nowhere for me. I can't touch a Jet anything. Like it's just not. I can't do it because I, I was indoctrinated early in life on a variety of things. Well, one, you know, Pete Carroll came from the Jets to the Patriots and destroyed the Patriots, and then we stole Belichick from the Jets, which we like. But I went to my first ever NFL training camp was with the New York Giants. Oh, my my. I used to go to my aunt and uncle's house in Ridgefield, Connecticut for two weeks every summer. Okay. And there were two things we always did. We went to, um, we went to an amusement park, the one we talked about before where uh, they shot big. And mm. then we, we went there to the boardwalk and we went to, 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 to Funland. And then we went to the New York Jets training camp. And I, wow. met, and I met Jumbo Elliott. And I remember thinking he was the largest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was <laughs> tiny. I was like 10 years old. And I was like, how are you that big? But, I met, that but then I met Lawrence Taylor and like, I, I met all these, I, I was, I was, I was the 10 year old kid on the walk line that everybody was like walking down and saying hi. So I met all in the middle of this run for the giants that, you know, Parcells and Belichick and all this, all this thing. I just, I got a chance to meet all these incredible, I forget the running back. Who was the running back? The big, huge back Carson. Otis Anderson might've been him. I remember it begins with Carson. I thought Carson's I'm blanking on the kid on the guy, but I met him. Well, Harry Carson was a linebacker. Harry Carson was a, was the oh, linebacker. Yeah. yeah okay. Maybe it was him then. Okay. Yeah, not anyway, to interrupt, anyway. but since it's NFL related, check out the chat. That's real. I just Googled it. What's real. Gronk. Playing or retiring. Retiring. Good for him. That's great. All right, we'll, we'll hit that in just one second. But that's exactly nice. what he—that's exactly what he should be. He should be doing that. Jordan says it in chat. He'll be back in week twelve for the playoff run. It's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not crazy. Um, yeah, uh, the Jets true. beat the Bengals last year, but okay. So let's we'll, we'll get the Gronk in a second. But let's go through the schedule real yep. fast. All right, opener: home versus Baltimore. There's so many dogs in there. Come on, don't even wait. Why do you like like have to like process this? You think the, the Ravens are losing at the Jets in well, week this one? Is what, this is what you can catch them though early, right? But they're no. This is this is a loss. Okay. At Cleveland. Loss. 
Oh, and two. Home for Cincinnati. And they beat them last year? They did. Loss. At Pittsburgh. Jeez, don't tell me this will be the game they win. <laughs> Testing you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jets could beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. No. 0-4. No. 0-4. Home for Miami. Maybe. 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 I'll, I'll give them a win. Okay. Yeah, I, I will too. I'll give at them a Green win. Bay in October 16th. At Green Bay. Hell no. At Denver. <laughs> Tough schedule. This is this is brutal. No, that's a loss. At uh, sorry, home for the Patriots. Is this the year they split with them? Patriots beat them two games every year. I don't think so. Loss. I got one loss or one win. One win. Me too. Home for Buffalo. Oh hell no. The end of the schedule is when things get interesting. They got one win. It's what one, are we? One and seven right one now. Eight. One and eight. Oh, so we have we have them one and eight to start at. Uh, by week in week 10 at New England on the 20th. Dear God. I, they got to win one of the New England games. I'll give them this one too. All right. No. One and one and 10. Now, here we go. Home for Chicago. We'll win that game three. Yeah. At Minnesota. Uh-uh. Oh, they can win that game. Uh, I'll say they win that game. Um, I have three. At Buffalo. No way. Okay. Home for Detroit. Jeez. They'll win that game. Four. Four. Jacksonville, Thursday night football at home. Oh. We could win that game. Five. At Seattle, New Year's Day is the entire bet. Week Damn, 16. John. Week 16. Six. Um, cross-country trip, Seattle in December. They'll lose. I think they win that game. Okay. At Miami to end the year on January 8th. Oh, wow. They could win that game. Because Miami might be dead. It might I be bet, yeah, right? Yeah. It's going to fall. Could be, could be so out six. There. I got six. Yep. I think they lose the game. I think six is the number, though. I think it's it's right there. Jeez. <sighs> but I mean, so five and a half over juiced heavily, but six is very likely. So, so do the thing like the their bottom is what three? Yep. Yeah, their bottom's low. They're I mean, but Salah's fired back with the first pick in the draft. They're they're. Their high is eight, nine. Well, they okay, get a couple so, of those. They get a couple let's, of those. Let's go home games. home games, not non-conference home games are Baltimore, um, Chicago, Detroit, Jacksonville. They can go. They can go three and one in those games. Of no doubt. So they, if they win all the non-conference home games, or non-division home games, they've got three. The road games at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, at Green Bay, at Denver, at Minnesota, at Seattle. That's your problem. They play a lot of games on the road, and they're not easy places to play. Like, how many of those games are they going to win? Seattle, Pittsburgh, 
Minnesota, I think Minnesota, they win that game. I mean, those are those That's are winnable it. games. That's, That's what it. I mean. Like they, at Green Bay, no. At Denver, no. Be shocked if they win at Denver. But that's five games. Wait. So if they win two of their non-conference road games or non-division road games and three of their non-conference home games, that's five. Right. Now all they need is one win in the division and they go over. They got to win exactly. one game. So they go exactly. one and five in the AFC East, which they may go better than that. They could go two and four in the AFC East. There now you go. Now you're over. That's that. You can talk me into over. You can talk me into seven wins. You, you, you can. I, right. I, I can. I, I can I be talking. The ceiling's to seven eight. Wins. Like I think yeah. the ceiling is legitimate higher than the than the bottom. The bottom is already. I mean, it's five and a half or six. I think the bottom is four. I mean, I guess things could go super bad, and they go three and four. Yeah, look, if, if Zach Wilson gets hurt again, then yeah, if Joe Flacco's the quarterback, you're done. So yes, I mean, you're in deep trouble if Joe Flacco gets if you get hurt with Joe Flacco, you're if, you're up a creek. If Joe has to take any snaps at all, and you have season wins over, you're in trouble. Yeah, let's 100%. put it that way. Yeah, but if Wilson can stay healthy, keep himself from getting hit and getting hurt, they're going to exploit teams with bad secondaries. Are they I mean, dogs in every game except like three? Probably, but they're going to be an over team this year. Scoring points. And giving up points. I like their offense. I do. I I, I think they're going to score. I, I think if Wilson stays healthy, I don't think Wilson is Joe Burrow by any means, but I do think he's going to take a decent step forward. He's got the moxie. He's got this attitude. You know, it's the old thing like what Belichick used to do where he would like look at the quarterback's girlfriend. He'd be like, all right, let me see who you're dating. And Wilson's dating an absolute Instagram smoke show at the moment. And he is the tabloid darling. They're going to love him in New York. And he loves it. He wants it. His parents love it. His mother can't stop talking on the internet. She loves the attention. So they, they fit in New York well. Better win. Yeah, but just play well. Even not win, just play well. It's just like the Pirates, right? With with the young kids. Like if you give them something to look at, even if you're losing games, if he's throwing three touchdowns a game, putting up 300-yard games, he's playing well, and it's not his fault why they're losing. If he sucks and goes 10 of 30 for 100 yards and three picks, like that Patriot game he had in like week six or seven last last year, Mm -hmm. he does that consistently, he's in deep trouble. Trouble. Right. Deep trouble in New York. They will bury him on the back pages. Because <laughs> it goes both ways, right? I mean, they love you, they love you, they love you. And then you're in a whole mess of trouble if you're not, if you're bad. They come and take their pound and a half out of you with the back pages. Yeah. So it's an interesting schedule to bet. It's it is. an interesting division. I mean, having gone through the division now this week, I think um, – it's there's more to it than the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of interesting dynamics where for years it was just the Patriots are going to win the division and which other team's going to make the playoffs. I mean, obviously Buffalo's season wins is high and they're the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl, but between the Patriots, the the Dolphins, and even the Jets, their storylines and stuff, um, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I could. If we're sitting here in January and the Jets have won eight games, I'm not going to be stunned. I'm going to go. All right, so everything went right for them, but I'm equally not going to be. Jets win eight games. Hmm? That can't be good for you as a Patriots fan. Why not? Patriots win nine. I'm good. 
that might mean the Patriots win six no. or the Dolphins actually. It's nothing to do with it. If the Jets what win the Jets eight. Do, we just did it. What the Jets do in the non-divisional games has got nothing to do with what the Patriots do in their games. There's no correlation. If the Jets are winning eight games, the Patriots are going to win six. There's no correlation there. If the Jets win eight, they're not the bottom of the division. They could Who go is? three and three and they could lose both games to the Patriots. Who, If the Jets go eight and eight or eight mm-hmm. and nine. Yep. Who's below them in the division? I think it's the Dolphins. Potentially. Dolphins, Dolphins yeah, can go that bad. schedule that we had, if Tua yeah. doesn't play well and then Tua gets hurt or if the Tariq Hill experiment blows up in their face, yeah, things might go south in Miami pretty quick. Might go bad, bad. Yeah, so that's very possible. First year head coach. There's a lot of there's a lot of question marks and issues, and then yeah. you know, as we know, the whole Tua thing is you know why there's a new head coach with Brian Flores wanting to do different things, not trusting Tua. Brady wants to go there. I mean, if it, I'll say this: if you want Brady in Miami, you want that to happen. You want the Dolphins to suck because they'll blow out everybody, and Brady will come in as an owner. He'll be the quarterback of the Dolphins next year. Whatever happened to that story about the owner paying the coach to lose a game? They buried it. <laughs> Talking about everything else. The, the NFL like, issued there's the NFL said we did our we conducted our own independent investigation and we found no wrongdoing. Like they would ever find any wrongdoing, but yes, they completely whitewashed it and buried so it. That's done. There's no more discussion of that. Nope. That's that's up. Oh, we did our own policing. And Flores is an assistant coach in Pittsburgh. And Flores is suing the NFL still. That's still going on, but the NFL's retort to the to the lawsuit from Brian Flores is: we investigated everything. They investigated the Cleveland Browns, they investigated the Miami Dolphins. Stephen Ross did nothing wrong. There was no offer ever made. We don't know what he thought. We don't know how he because there's no evidence of it. It's a it's a you know there's no there's no written email. There's no recorded conversation. It's a he said he said Flores versus Stephen Ross. Wow. So that's the problem. But I mean. The lawsuit's going on, though. So he'll have his day in court, and he'll be able to try to present evidence that this is what happened. Bring up other people who corroborate the conversation that, yes, I was offered $100,000 to lose. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's why Stephen Ross was trying real hard to get Brady on board. <laughs> go, get the, go get the face of the entire sport. Put him on your ownership team. Brady. Try and get rid of me now, boys. <laughs> I got Brady with me. Brady, Brady took a 10-year deal to do the games on Fox after this. So I don't know if he's going to be an owner. Why is Tom playing? Why is he playing? I don't. Let's get to this before we say goodbye to Sports Grid. Why is Tom playing football still? Someone answer this question to me. Why is Tom Brady playing? Because Gronkowski's retirement now. Gronk (laughs) will be five years from now giving the best. He'll have the most hysterical speech ever in Canton. I cannot wait to hear what that goober says for 10 minutes of the speech. It's going to be absolutely 10 epic. minutes. I'll bet over right now. Okay. 20 minutes, whatever he rolls on. <laughs> with. I, I cannot wait to, he is such a clown. It's going to be so fun to listen to the stories that that guy's going to tell. He's going to tell so many inappropriate things that you're not supposed to talk about. And he's not going to care. It's going to be fun. But I mean, his girlfriend, I'm guessing he's going to marry her. Uh, Camille Kosick, her career is exploding and she's everywhere and that he can just sit back and watch her do the, you know, th- this is what Brady will do. You know, all the money that Giselle's got rolling in, he'll never need to worry about money. He's working now. So I'll make even more money on this. But, but no, I mean, look, Gronkowski retiring, I, I think is the first, we now know that there's no reunion coming. Edelman's not going to Tampa. 
Gronk is walking away and retiring. <sighs> I mean, it's going to be, I, I don't, new head Brady coach. loves playing. Brady's a lifer. He, he really loves is. playing. He really football. does. It's it. And it don't matter who we're calling playing football. with. He wants to play. He obviously tried retiring for, for again, 40 days. Done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quitting. Somehow you hope he can walk away. I don't know if he will. He might get taken off the field, you know, <laughs> holding his arm or something like that. But gosh, that, that'd be horrible if that's what happens. I really hope that doesn't happen. It's the that it, that's the that's I'll never the forget happens. watching Terry Bradshaw walk off the field against the Jets holding his elbow. He never you, played again. You know he was done. That was it. He knew he was done. Yeah. He was holding his elbow. He was. I was twelve years old. It's nineteen eighty three, I think it was. And um, I was like, man, that looked bad, you know. <laughs> and I mean, we had lived next door to Jack Ham for right seven years, so like I got to see what it was like to be a pro athlete. And. I mean, you know, Jack was just such a regular guy. Like it was just like, it was just like my kids playing high school softball. Like it was just a guy just played for, he played for the Steelers and won all the Super Bowls. But it was like, yeah, um, might have to, you know, ask Jack and see. And like, he said, he's hurt. Like when we asked him, when was like straight up, like he's hurt, he's hurt. And when that was like, oh boy. And you realize how quick it can go. It's it. It's over. It's done. What are you going to do? I tell the kids that all the time. Kylie had that. She was running for a ball in the outfield and tweaked her knee, what it looked like from the bench. And I I had that dad feeling. I was like, oh. uh-oh, that was bad. And she came in and I'm like, listen, how hurt are you? She's like, it hurts. And she never really said anything hurt. And we tried to let her. I said, you're down. That's it. You're done. And we went and you know, saw the first doctor. He said, you tore your ACL. That's it. And we were like, what? And and it was all over. And we all went through a period of depression. So Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't happen, but Brady, Brady's not leaving until he's ready to leave because he loves it. He loves it. Man. I hope it's not that way though. I hope it's, I hope I, I don't want it to be a concussion or a busted shoulder or a knee injury or but it feels that's he has to be told by the universe, you're done. Like he can't bear. He's going to play until somebody. Think of, think of Brett Favre. Yeah. Right. Like they had to rip that off him. Like it's yep. just like there had to be finally somebody at, because he would have gone to play anywhere. He played for the Jets. Yeah. And got in a whole lot of trouble in there with the Jets. It was just, it was just a whole lot of trouble. Uh, he got in a whole lot of trouble. In that that was a bad move on a variety of reasons why Brett Favre went to the Jets. That was not good. So I don't know. I mean, I Tom Brady's the, the he's my age. Him and Woods, you know, they're they're to I've watched my whole life these guys, and one of them plays best golfer ever, other's best quarterback ever in place of the plays for my team or did play for my team for the majority of years. And I just, I, I want it to be a soft landing. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be a soft landing. T- Tiger's end was pretty bad. I mean, twice, but physically and emotionally landed pretty hard. It feels like Brady's going to land pretty hard when it's time for Brady to walk away. 
And that's going to stink to see because you're like, man, you could have walked after that championship. Like that was the time to walk. You went to Tampa one year, you won it. That's the mic drop moment. Just boom. No one's touching that. Number seven, you you won the battle with Belichick. You you, you just, it's all done. Like you just walk, go have your life. And now he's going to play last year. Was last year the time to walk? No, two years ago was the time to walk. No, I know, but he came back to do it again. Yep. And he didn't. Like, is so is now the time? Or was that? The no, time? this is the, this year. He if has they, to have play one more year, I think. Yeah, now, because he promised the team. He promised the Bucks he would. And now he's got that contract waiting for whenever he wants to walk into the booth to broadcast games. I, so it's. I think for him wasn't ready to walk off ending the way they ended last year. But this year might end worse. But he knows it now. Uh-huh. I think this year is for him mentally. I have to say goodbye to this. I think at some point, Jesus. You just your body hurts. Like you ha- to do the work you have to do to be successful. You hear about all the time when you have to think, when you're thinking about retirement, you're already retired. So he's been thinking about it for a while though. <laughs> right. He's not been retired. He's been thinking about it forever. And he keeps on coming back. He's like, coming back. And Gronk again on, has not retired twice. <laughs> so I think this is actually it for Gronk. I think this is finally him wanting to do Gronk beach parties all over the country. <laughs> he will be your he will be your lovable idiot for the we next get him 10 on the years. Show. Oh, please. I would love to talk to him. He's so fun. He's just, you have no idea what he's going to say when. At all. No clue. Ask him whatever question. You have no earthly idea what is about to come out of his mouth. It's, it really is. He really is an entertaining dude. I, I, I like him a lot. He's a lot smarter than people think, too. It's what, For sure. The other thing I like about him is that he, it's all a gag and he knows it. He's been very smart with his money. He's been very smart with his business. Guy's not gotten in any trouble whatsoever. The one dude you'd expect to get drunk and do something stupid would be that guy. And he's gone, what, 12 years, 13 years in the league and got nothing like that ha- ever happened to him? I'm dying to ask him if I ever get a chance to talk to him how he ended up at Woodland Hills for his senior year of high school. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Because he and just... Then- how do you get to Arizona out of there? <laughs> one year at Woodland Hills in Pittsburgh. Wh- who did he live with? How did that all work? And then you ended up at Arizona. How, I, 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 right, just yeah. wanna, I just tell me how, you, how it happened. That's all. So, All right, Sports Grid. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys coming up tomorrow, 11 p.m. Pacific time after the Pat McAfee show. Appreciate it for you guys on the Props YouTube channel. Stick around. More to come tomorrow. We'll talk to you at Sports Grid. Okay, uh, quickly bang through a couple of these here. I'm wearing the Auburn hat for two reasons. Okay. Props.com story of the day. Does anybody bet on the NBA draft? No. It's the biggest hubbub about about nothing (laughs) ever. Jabari Smith is is rumored to be going number one, but Paulo Ponchero out of Duke is getting a lot of steam. This dude at one point was 16 to one to go number one. Now he's two to one to go number one, but still the odds on favor is Jabari Smith, the kid out of Auburn, who I would take number one. If I was drafting, I think the best player in this draft is Jabari Smith. He looks the most ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the argument, right? Is it Smith or is it going to be Ponchero? Cause Ponchero played is what about Chet? No Chet, Chet is not ready. Chet, 
Holmgren is not ready. Yeah, but are you taking him to get him? It looks him? like something that I, I, I go to eat, eat like sushi with. Like he's just a stick. He's just, he's not, he's not big enough. He's going to get crushed in the, in the, in the league. I was on with Gabe and Cam last night and they were talking about, um, there's a story out that he has a heart issue. Ah, well, not, it's not that loud because he's still rumored to go number one, number two, number three. I said, now this is what happens. This is the dirty part of the business. He's never been, it's never been mentioned before in the week of the NBA draft. You're going to start putting out stories that he might have a heart condition because he didn't take this test or something like that. I, I heard the story and I was like, man, this is just, this is just dirty. Um, yeah, it sounds nasty, real nasty. Cause there's, there's the, I mean, I, what we always say, right. The numbers, the book numbers will tell you if it's true or not. Holmgren's numbers haven't moved because <laughs> they would skyrocket. Well, I don't think anybody's really betting them like in, in, in these things. It, and yeah, they're betting top five that the, they're betting some props, you know, somebody's, so yeah, somebody's going to take him. But if he's he has a heart issue, he's going to fall out of the lottery. He's not going to be a lottery pick if he has a heart issue. That's what I mean. It's not. There's no truth not to real. it. It's got to be complete BS. Yeah, I don't. But you have to move these numbers so aggressively. So again, you know, and we we talked about this. The NFL draft, um, sixteen to one to two to one could be three bets. Okay. You know, sixteen to to ten to eight or seven, and then just. Give up, throw uncle, make them two to one. Stop betting it. Give up. No Just, I have no idea. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. This physical <laughs> specimen that uh, he is, Paulo's, I mean, he is a beast. We saw him in person here mm-hmm. when Duke played Gonzaga and it stuck out. You know, Kylie kept staring at him like, what? Is he, how did he get that big? He's a year older than me. And I'm like, yep. you know, he's obviously been working out. I don't know. I think you can make a case for at least two or three guys to be the top pick. Yeah. I like Jabari Smith. To do. I, if I was drafting, I think Jabari Smith is a player. I really like him a lot. I think he's going to be an absolute long wing score. Defender. Orlando has the first pick, right? Uh-huh. What is the second pick? Um, who do you go? Hold on. Uh, I know this. I'm blanking on it because I was going over this last night. Um, the second pick is the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the latest mock draft Boy, from ESPN, they have Javari Smith one, Chet Holmgren to Oklahoma City two, uh, two, uh, Benchero to the Rockets at three, Jaden Ivey out of Purdue to the Kings at four, mm. and. This dude, Benedict Mathurin, the kid out of Pac-12, going out of Arizona, is going five to the Pistons. Oh, the big guy. No, he's the guard. He He's that kid. Oh. Mathurin, he, he he was the kid that really got hot late in the year. Oh, right? oh okay. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He's 20 years old. He put on, he's, he's just turned 20. He's very young. They think that him, Mathurin, and Cade Cunningham together in a backcourt will be dynamic for the Pistons, which probably is true. Wow. So, yeah. So we'll see. Those are your top five ESPN's latest mock for Thursday's NBA draft uh, coming up on, on that. All right. Uh, the prop bet of the day, by the way, our Spanish prop bets of the day are seven and one smoking. So I'm Muy giving out caliente. The, I'm giving out the Spanish play. 
on Busway versus the book. You'll get the uh, the actual bet props on Instagram and you want to get the other play? You can go get the English play from Jenna Garcia on our Instagram or TikTok. Bet Are they props. all available on the props.com site too? Um, I don't Do think know? so. No, just oh. on our socials. Oh, okay. Yeah, just on our socials, our, our social media for um for Instagram and TikTok for our videos, for our props.com prop okay. of the day. So if you want the play that's going to be out there, it's the over and the Cubs and the Pirates over nine, the bet I made yesterday. Mm. So that's why I'm not giving that out because I gave that out yesterday. That was my play. Went over. You can go again, Cubs and Pirates, if you want. That's the play over uh, eight and a half, uh, over nine today. Sorry, at minus one ten. The prop, which I like, White Sox pitcher Dylan Cisse under seven and a half Ks at minus one thirty five. Cisse has gone two of the last five games. He's gone over eight strikeouts, eight, eight, five, five, four over the last five. One of his last 15 when his team's an underdog, averaging 4.5 Ks per. Cissé's average 5.2 starts, uh, 5.2 innings uh, per start. Needs to get much better than five innings or six innings worth of work to get over seven and a half Ks against Toronto. He's not faced them. The Jays are averaging 7.9 Ks per game. That's the ninth lowest number in Major League Baseball. I came very close last night to betting this game, to, to betting this over. White Sox, Blue Jays today over. The, the game over. The game over, yeah. I like under, because I think I think CSA is going to get knocked around. Yeah. Gosman's only minus one. Yeah. Five. That's why it scared me off of it because Gosman can go back to being Kevin Gosman, but he's been bad recently. Yeah, this is a trick here. The, we, the is... wheels came off Kevin Gosman's Cy Young candidacy. Three or four starts ago, right? Yeah. Hasn't been good all month. Yeah. Blue Jay, I like following Blue Jay fans during his starts because they're like, um, we got a problem. <laughs> Kevin Gosman's not the same dude that he was. Right. He's, he's given up... Uh, Five, one, three, and three over his last four starts. Yep. Um, I would bet this under, though. You know, I'm, I'm biased to the unders. Yeah, I like seven under seven and a half. Yeah. What about the like, over in the game? Um, first blush is that yes, over in the game. I have to, I have to look deep at Cease's numbers, but. Uh, is it Cease or Cisse? How do you say his name? I believe it's Cease. Yeah. Cease. Okay, Dylan. I Cease. believe so. But I don't. I don't want to correct you because I could be wrong. So <laughs> I think it's. I believe it's Dylan Cease. Okay. Um. For, would you say over or under for the game? Over. Under for the K's. Over for the game. I think you're right. I think that's the way I would look at this game. Yeah. I just couldn't pull the trigger because I'm scared that all of a sudden Gosman goes back to being Gosman. <laughs> right. It's like he was seven and third, two hits, no earned runs. Right. It was like, eh, it was eight and a half first last First time seeing each other? I think it's the first time seeing each other too. First time on the year? No, they they, they, they played yesterday. Game went over yesterday. No, I know, but this is the first series. So Gosman hasn't seen the White uh, Sox no. haven't seen Gosman this year. I don't know. Six five seven three eight three eight seven in the four games so far this year. Mm. 11, 11, 10, 11, 15. Every oh, game's so gone they, over. They've so played. Far. They played a three game series before this series. Mm -hmm. These teams. 
Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason why it scared me. It's because I feel like, well, are they all going to go over? Or is one game yeah. going to go under? <laughs> it's I'd rather yeah. if it was if it was three and one, I probably would have bet the over. But it's four and zero to the over. I'm like, eh. Now I'm afraid to bet the over again to make you go five and zero. Zach the Hat said he'll start doing the props in Welsh, by the way. There he goes. Nice job. It's a great <laughs> language. It's a fun language. Don't know a single word in it, but I like listening to it. It's a fun language. So you're going under? You like it? Yes? Yes, under yeah. for the prop. Yeah. Over the game, under for the prop. All right, time for Better to Book It. Brought to you by GetFliff.com, the social sports book. Go download it if you use the promo code props at sign up. If it's legal in your state, they give you 25 bucks free just for signing up two bets same game i'm in love with tony gosselin dave how can you not be dodgers run line minus 120 against the reds today better gonna booking it oh man molly's been one to keep him in games um bet it but bet it cautiously I agree with the first statement about Molly, though. Same game. Under nine and a half. What the hell is this number? What the hell are you doing? You're laying a run and a half and you're taking the under? You're really going to upset the people that do this for a living. <laughs> Matthew. I don't care. <laughs> what four are you one, doing here? 4 one wins me both bets. <laughs> That's all I need. This is Gosselin to be good. Game goes under. Cover the run line. Dear Lord. Oh, you're upsetting all of the rhombuses and parallel games. (laughs) This guy's playing the run and a half, and he's going with the under? Yep. Why is it nine and a half? It's in Cincinnati. I don't care. It's Tony Gosselin, and Motley's been halfway decent. What the hell are we doing? This this total is crazy to me. Nine and a half. Is the wind blowing out exceptionally or something? I don't know. I was looking at it last night. I couldn't. I bet it last night. I didn't bet it today. So I don't know what the weather is. So good, too. He's eight. No. 0.8 whip. I know. I don't know. This is, this is, this is, this is crazy that this is this high. This is a, this is a, since the games in Cincinnati, we can't use eight and a half, right? Why not? It's Gosselin. Why can't you? I used to ask these questions all the time. Why can't you use eight and a half? I was like, nah. I was like, you can give uh, great. Give me a five three win. We go under. Dodgers win on the run line. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, my gut tells me that I was thinking like you uh, when when I saw Gosselin and I was like nine nine and a half. What what the hell's going on? Um, I'll it's nine now. Way. It's down to yeah. nine. I'll, I'll book this one. This is there's a trick here that we're missing. All right, there's a trick. What? Dodgers are going to somehow start scoring a ton of runs because they haven't Dodgers, been scoring. Dodgers put up a seven spot tonight. We can win the game seven four. You think they're scoring four runs? Yikes! Something like, something like that. That's Dodgers. Like, that's, that's the stupidity of this. No, so you're supposed to win both bets. So here's here are, here are the Dodgers over the last week and a half. Two runs, two runs, no runs, two runs, four runs, one run, seven runs, three runs. <laughs> Boy, that's bad. They're not scoring. They're not scoring at all. Dodgers and they, they go home. Ahead and, were they home the whole time. Was that a home stretch? Yeah, that was. It was all home at, games. Right? At, no, it was, well, first it was at the Giants. At the Giants, home for the Angels, at and home for the Guardians. And now, I mean, Mookie, Mookie Betts is on the IL, so you're losing one of your big bats. 
And you got to get arguably right now, the best pitcher in baseball on the, on the mound. Four one win. <laughs> like makes perfect sense. Everything you said is handicapped, right? They'll probably score six runs. In the first three <laughs> of course it's sports. I mean, that's the way you're going, right? right? Of course. That's the way you're going. Well, I went two and one yesterday. I, I had a winning day yesterday. Oh, so. with the baseball. Okay, yeah. good. So I, I, I was hockey is ice cold. I went two and oh, I hit my last two. Baseball has been not bad. Baseball has actually saved me a little bit. I've been pretty good right. in baseball for the last week and a half. And then one more, this is, I'm, I'm going to regret this. I know it, but <laughs> Rich Hill just has to hold it together under nine Red Sox and the, tw- and the Tigers. Wow. Today. So here's the thinking. The Tigers offense sucks. Terrible. Rich Hill hasn't been that bad. And this Bo Brisky guy has been pretty good. Yeah. He, his numbers are, are his yep. last seven innings, no earned runs last start five and two thirds, no earned runs start before that six innings at the Yankees, two earned runs given up. Last road start was at New York. Pitched pretty well. Rich Hill hasn't been awful. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been awful for the Red Sox over his last three starts. Five and two thirds, three earned runs, four and a third, two earned runs, six innings, one earned run over his last three starts. Just don't get lit up. (laughs) Like just don't get lit up. As long as he doesn't get lit up. 5-2 5-2 win, Red Sox win, you know, 4-2 win, Tigers win. Under nine. I love the fact that you're so uncomfortable with this bet. <laughs> oh, I'm so over Rich Hill. I'm so uncomfortable. But it makes sense. This, so this this is this is a good bet. This, the we're soft this. Throwing lefty at Fenway Park is a disaster waiting to happen. But the Tigers offense is garbage. This is this we'll go with this one because. Because when they give you that feeling, I say that all the time, when you feel like you got to get that thing going in your stomach and you got to run to the bathroom when you go to make a play, <laughs> it's usually a, it's usually a good one. All right. This is that one. Like yeah. I, I saw you do that. Oh, I hate, I, I, I hate, I, I pushing by. I was like, son of a bitch. Fine. I was like, I'll just fine. I'll bet it. But I don't like, I don't like it that I'm betting it, but I, I, I it's, it's a play that I need to make. Because the logic and the numbers bear it out. Tigers offense, they can't score on anyone. How do we lose this? Tigers right. score five runs. Red Sox are going to get four runs today. Or the Blue Jays, or, or I mean the Red Sox score seven. Possible, yeah. I, Although the Red Sox offense this. has been, it's it's consistent like four, five, six runs for the Red Sox. It's not like th- they aren't screaming hot. They're right. hot, but they're not like ridiculously hot. Right now, you put their you put their schedule out. On no, no, no. I mean, offensively, like uh, offensively, they're not ridiculously hot. They are scoring. I mean, they, so they are winning a ton. They're, they're twenty-seven and twelve winning games, but they beat like the Cardinals six-five. They beat the Cardinals six-four. Yeah. yeah, um, that's good. They they beat the Mariners two nothing, four three, one nothing twice against the Angels. 6-5 against the Angels. Like they're not like winning games fourteen two like the Yankees are. Wins are wins. I'm not knocking the wins. Say, I'm, just yeah, saying, wins I'm talking wins, about my total. Just, I'm talking about the total perspective. I'm talking about right. their games aren't flying right. over total right. wise. The Tigers are one of the worst teams in baseball to the over. Yeah. Red Sox are five games over 500 to the over. Yeah, the 36, 31, and one, I believe, to the over. Whew. 
Yeah. We'll bet this one. We'll it's this. dangerous. I'm not debating. It's Fenway Park. It's Rich Hill. It's a lefty. It's a, there's a million reasons why this is a bad idea. I bet it anyway. So, favorite thing about today is what? Sound like a book guy there. <laughs> Books are going to need under in that game. That's that's a good thing too. Yep. Um, favorite thing about today is that we did the Jets schedule. <laughs> that's 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 one of my favorite things. About today. <laughs> my other about favorite today. thing that's about phenomenal. today. Yes, and my other favorite thing about today is that. Um, listen, talk to a lot of people throughout the day and in, in, in between doing all these shows and stuff, the state of this industry is very interesting. And I'm just kind of wondering what the hell's going on. And I have a phone call with someone later to discuss, you know, some things or ideas that they have. I'm just taking a deep breath and having these conversations. I think we have a responsibility to ourselves, the business, and the people in the brigade and the people like that consume this stuff. You guys are such a big part of what we do because if you don't come here to listen to it or talk about it or participate in the chat, we don't have a show. So hopefully you guys can continue to help support us. And we're going to make this announcement for this thing on the 30th mm. very soon. If there's any way we can help you either participate or be a part of it, we will. And we appreciate all of the stuff that you're doing. So I just wanted to mention that today. Amen. My favorite thing about today, again, is doing the show, but then the stuff that follows up afterward. It's not just the show. I mean, my little one, it's summer vacation. She don't have to get up. She tells me every night, please wake me up for the BVB Aww. at 950, you know, and I pushed her today and she said, can I get five more minutes? And I was like, the show's going to start. In five you guys minutes. were texting me. Are you good? Well, I couldn't start right then because I had to make sure the little one was up. So awesome. We're doing summer camp babysitting as well, but hopefully, again, you guys are at least enjoying the show. Go uh, Jets. Oh, poor God. I have two things. One, if you go to betprep.com slash chat, you can, get in, you can get into the chat. We have two chats going, a BVB brigade chat and a Just the Picks chat. So right. the two podcasts that we're doing, you guys can be in touch. Um, they're taking screenshots. <laughs> and oh, boy. What just happened? <laughs> they're oh, posting God. screenshots. So everything about today is that they're posting screenshots of me yes. in the chat. Way to go, boys. Asking best caption wins. <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing a caption contest based upon my reactions, which for a long time, I have sort of, I, I have like an eyebrow thing that I've done for a long time. When, 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 whenever my kid or someone gets in trouble, that my right. sister was now Madeline's age when she was eight, used to always look at me and say, when your eyebrow goes up, you're pissed off. I'm like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm staring at you like that, you're not, yeah. you're not happy. So good job out of you guys. Grab that. Uh, the other thing is that Auburn had a stomach bug run through their team yesterday at the College World Series. If anybody has ever been in close quarters with a team, you know how those things can really get nasty they come back and beat stanford 6-2 yesterday they saved their college world series they're on the thrones running through in the bathroom running in and out stomach bug puking playing baseball and they beat stanford 6-2 they gotta play another game today it's mm. 102 degrees in omaha i couldn't imagine what it must be like to be sick to to be having like you know different different ends problems you're playing baseball on national TV in front of ten to twenty thousand people in person. 
in a hundred, hundred degree heat in Omaha, Nebraska. They played today, big game elimination game against Arkansas. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch it. Arkansas, one of the odds on favorites to win the whole darn thing. So I, I, I'm doing a little war eagle today for for Auburn. I, I felt I, I felt for the guys today and finding out that they had to go through a stomach bug to beat to get a W yesterday to stay alive in the College World Series. So it's a lot of fun. And I, I'm real. I'm enjoying it. Uh, right now, you've got Notre Dame and and Texas A&M playing top of the third. Loser I goes just, home. They showed a shot of the dugout in Texas A&M. The guy has a nice flow underneath his hat. You know, kind of yep. a, a mullet mullet hanging out and the guy next to him is rubbing it from luck or something right now he's, he's putting his hands through it. we used to do the same thing me and my oh. brother used to do it at the games oh. we used to do the same stuff on the bench we used to do the same stuff in the dugout the game is still but it's it's we're, we're supposed to talk about the games and these kids i love it it's very very cool guys we're back tomorrow do us a favor hit the like button on the youtube video you guys can help us get our likes up and our listens up and our views up. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Apple or Spotify. So you always get it. We're back tomorrow for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's back. I'm Dave. <laughs>